gliding shapes that violate every law of nature. It's the Horror Foria Podcast. Hi, can I help you? John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It is Monday. August 19th, episode number 25. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilly, uh, also here with uh, Rob from Straight Chilling. We're doing the best of the worst this week. This is going to be the best of the worst podcast we've ever done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much, Rob. And uh, we're going to forego. We decided because Rob's actually taking some time out of his day to uh, talk best of the worst with us. Instead of doing horror movie news, instead of doing trivia, we are going to uh, give a lot of love to a the other our, our other favorite podcast which is the straight chilling podcast absolutely so rob have at it <laughs> my friend hey thanks guys um yeah so uh my name is robbie aka bob from uh straight chilling podcast we're based out of jacksonville florida and uh, we're a weekly horror movie review show uh, we talk about a different movie every week sometimes it's a new movie sometimes it's an old movie um, and we uh, we have a Patreon website set up as well where we let uh, our patrons pick movies for us to talk about. And that's usually like when the older movies start coming in. And uh, we might actually be talking about some of those movies here a little bit later on in this episode, actually. <laughs> yep. Uh, but we've been doing it for about five years. And on occasion, we'll host uh, movie screenings, uh, typically in Jacksonville, because that's where we're based. Um, and we have a Twitch stream going. We're on, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, anywhere you get your podcast. So feel free to check us out. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to the Patreon thing in just mm-hmm. a second here. But but you guys also do video game reviews. And we want to kind of get into who your co-hosts are. It's uh, Randy Gandy Julandy. <laughs> so he's in the Midwest with us now, huh? Yeah, he's just outside of Chicago. Um, he's only going to be there for a little while, though. Uh, starting December, he's going to be back in Florida. Awesome. Uh, he he bounces all over the country, so mm-hmm. you never know where he's going to be. Yeah, so we're we're actually in Wausau, Wisconsin, which is like dead center of Wisconsin. And then your buddy Justin, better known as Soju, is, <laughs> right. is out in Southern Korea. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been living over there for a couple years now, uh, teaching kids English and also just sort of generally about American culture. So he's doing that. Yeah. And he does the video game reviews, too, which are fantastic. I I watched the Friday the 13th one, which was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that game's a lot of fun, man. It's especially now that we have like a decent group of people like recurring people who listen to the show that play with us. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll get into straightchillingpodcast.com. I mean, you guys, like you said, have been doing this for four or five years now. You've got over 200 episodes and any horror movie that could be possibly imagined, that's what you get. And we also mentioned the Patreon site. So that's right. Andy and I just recently became Patreons, uh, $5 a month. We get these cool stickers. We get part of the uh, Cooter Club, I suppose. That's right. We are part of the Cooter Club, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You get Cooter Club stickers, uh, straight showing stickers. And we also have uh, a feature set up where we have uh, what we call uh, poll picks. So once a month, uh, we, we talk about a movie that's been voted on amongst our patrons. And, and each month has a different theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, like next month's theme is going to be witches. And we've got various different witch movies on there. And everybody votes on which one we're going to talk about. Um, so we do a lot of stuff. We try to interact as much as possible with, with our listeners and really try and get uh, a dialogue going. You know, we don't we don't want to just be like shouting out into the void. We want to talk about this stuff with as many people as we can. Without a doubt. And you didn't say witches, right? How do you normally say it? <laughs> Witch! Witches! <laughs> yep. 
that's all right. I don't know if you get. I don't know how familiar you guys are with the original Suspiria movie, but the, <laughs> if you listen to the soundtrack, like you just woven in there, you'll hear somebody just going. Witch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I don't know. In case you didn't get it, it's a witch movie. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, and then I, I just want to get to my favorite segment of your guys' show. Obviously, uh, you know, you start out, it's almost like having conversations with your friends, you know, what you've been watching. You guys get into the back of the box, which is talking about the overall synopsis of the movie. Give the spoiler. You guys do a spoiler warning. We do a spoiler alert and talk about the movie. And then you go into other segments of my favorite, the Cooter Club or Cooter Hunting. <laughs> yeah, so we, this is kind of Justin's brainchild, but we kind of, after reviewing so many movies, we would realize there's sort of a recurring character. And a lot of times it's a villain, a, a villain. sometimes it's not though, but we, we sort of deemed that person, this particular character type, a cooter. And we took it upon ourselves to try and define exactly what that character type embodies. Um, so we, we kind of evaluate them on their attire, which is usually somewhat bizarre. Sure. Uh, they have an element of like manipulation to them. Sometimes they're sexually deviant and they tend to uh, have an inflated opinion of themselves. They're very self-important. So like those sort of four points constitute what a cooter is. And we, uh, we nominate a cooter of the week from each movie we talk about. And some, some movies don't have them, but a lot of them do. Especially horror movies. Especially horror movies. And <laughs> I, I think, it, if I'm correct, I think the quintessential cooter is uh, Jeremiah from Mandy, right? Oh, my goodness, yes. Jeremiah Sand. Absolute <laughs> pinnacle cooter. <laughs> if you haven't seen Mandy, you should definitely watch it because it's great, but also because it's that absolutely embodies what a cooter is. Absolutely. Go check him out. They, like like he said, he's on every kind of uh, place you can get your podcasts. They're on YouTube. Uh, they, they actually have the shows up there. It's just their faces, but it's actually very, very interesting. You don't get all the, uh, the your little bumpers that you have there, but fa- yeah. fantastic. You get it live and in your face. Um, also, I, I listen to it on Spotify all the time, and they're also on Twitch and whatever yeah. All those on iTunes. So. iTunes. Yep. Well, I do. I, Spotify, man. <laughs> Sorry. I listen to them on there too. It depends. All right, <laughs> All right main All event. Right. All right. Yeah. So we're going to start out with. Uh, We've got a list of five movies here that are we, we consider the best of the worst. But there are some honorable mentions I think we want to talk about beforehand. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give it over to our guest, Rob, and he's going to tell us uh, what, what, what are some of the honorable mentions that you just like to mention as some of the best of the worst movies that you, you enjoy. Yeah, OK. Um, so I think I think if you like really want to get into this conversation, there's like sort of a little bit of nuance to it. Like there are certain movies that are legitimately poorly made. And because of that, there's, they have a certain sort of like charm or like interest in them. And then there are other movies that I think are intentionally made with a hefty amount of camp. And sometimes people will see those movies and think they were like ineptly crafted, but in fact, they were just intended to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're going to talk a little bit about uh, both of those categories here. Um, but like for my honorable uh, mentions, um, I got to give some love to Jason Goes to Hell, which I know a lot of people don't like, and I get why. Uh, it sort of like messes with your expectations, right? When you watch a Friday the 13th movie, you expect to get, I don't know, Jason in a hockey mask, killing people with a machete. Uh, yeah. You don't really get that here. No, you get Jason um, as a cyborg. <laughs> yeah, it's he's like he transfers 
like from body to body. And if that's, that's not like what you're used to seeing. Right. Right. And I totally understand why someone would not like that. But if you kind of let go and realize, you know, this is like the ninth installment in this franchise, they're trying to do something a little bit different. And it's also intentionally campy. I think this is one of those movies. This is, it's, it's supposed to be exaggerated and bizarre. And if you kind of let go of what you're hoping you're going to get and just roll with it, it's funny as hell. Like it's, it's very enjoyable. I find myself laughing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one I get a pretty big kick out of is uh, Pieces. Are you guys familiar with that one? Not I don't think all. I know that one, no. Oh, I saw that in your list. Yeah, it's um, it's bizarre. It's uh, I believe it's an Italian production, but they try really, really hard to make you believe that it's been shot in Boston, which <laughs> it, it very obviously has not been. Um, but it's uh, it's got a lot of, uh, if you like slashers, it, it's a slasher movie. Um, the acting is bizarre. A lot of the dialogue is nonsensical. Um, and there's even just for no reason, other than there was a Bruce Lee impersonator in the area. There's a Bruce Lee impersonator in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) The director was like, Hey, you get in the shot for no reason at all. Um, so it's got random nonsensical stuff like that. Very hilarious, very enjoyable. And um, last but not least, for my honorable mentions, uh, I gotta I gotta pour one out for Sleepaway Camp, um, which is kind of I, I personally think Sleepaway Camp is one of those movies that was made to intentionally be campy um, for the most part. Anyways, there's like one or two scenes where you're like, okay, well, you know that dude's mustache is just so so fake. <laughs> no one's buying it. Um, but I think it more or less turned out the way the filmmakers intended it to be. And, um, it's great. So those are my three. You know what? I, I, and I'm going with you, uh, sleepaway camp is my honorable mention just because it's that typical eighties campy slasher movie. It's a fun watch. And if you ever wanted to see something that was horribly good, bad, Watch this because it's got one of the best twist endings you'll ever see. So do not get any spoilers on it and make sure you yeah. go in blind on it. Going blind. <laughs> yep, exactly. My other one is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Not the worst of the worst, but 1986. <laughs> Dennis Hopper's in it. You got to love that. There's an awesome chainsaw fight in it. Bill Mosley is chopped, <laughs> chopped top. And the thing that's near and dear to my heart is it's based off of a radio DJ at a radio station. So <laughs> there you go. That makes yeah. me very, very happy. So th- those are my two. I like to call this one uh, National Lampoon's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's what, that's what I always call that one. <laughs> the uh, chili contest, eating contest in that one, uh, that was always yeah. my favorite. It's a comedy. Yeah, people <laughs> It really is a comedy. It. I, mean, I just spit take my coffee out. <laughs> it takes, I mean, it does. It, the, the first one is a, one of the best horror movies that are, it's a legit horror movie. And this this just takes it in a totally different direction. I don't know what was going on here. I don't know how much Coke. Dennis Hopper. How, was, how much Coke was he just, on in this I movie? I gotta be just, yeah, mountains. 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 <laughs> yeah. So. So. Money grab. <laughs> you also have one more on on the list here. House of Wax. Did you want to mention that? That's well, only because I, Paris Hilton gets yeah, killed. Yeah, Paris got killed in that movie. Sorry. I like that <laughs> Not, one too. No I other redeeming a, qualities. I thought it was it. a decent um, remake of the of the original uh, Vincent Price movie. It was okay. I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and, it's not, and Paris it's not as bad too. as you expect it to be. I guess. Yeah. yeah. No. Well. Uh, if you, my honorable mentions, I really like these, uh, fairy tale horror movies from the nineties. That's, that's where like fun. Leprechaun came from. Leprechaun is yeah. definitely one of my favorite bad horror movies. Uh, the whole series is, is one of my uh, favorites. It's just, uh, it, it's pretty silly. Uh, 
coming out of that also was a movie called Rumpelstiltskin in 1995, and uh, it's it's pretty ridiculous uh, fairy tale horror movie. The, the the I love Rumpelstiltskin's Jingle Bell hat in this thing, and he uh, he steals a semi during it and has uh, you know a. Uh, I, just a quotable line that uh, that I say I, I can't say on on the air here since we're you know part of a radio station, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it's great. Uh, Night Beast we talked about a couple weeks ago. That's a great bad horror movie. I, I, I really <laughs> enjoyed great. Night Beast. And then last but not least, uh, the the only Thanksgiving horror movie I can think of, Thanksgiving. There's a uh, like a demon that infects a turkey and the turkey kills a whole bunch of people. You ever see this one, Rob? Uh, I have. I've only seen parts of it. I've never seen it in full. <laughs> Thanks, killing. That that's a good bad horror movie. Is that a Vinegar Syndrome one? I don't think. No, I don't think Vinegar Syndrome has done it. It actually came out in two thousand nine. I okay, want to say. Never mind. So it. So it prob. I don't think it needs to be restored. But it. Uh, it <laughs> have uh, you guys? Uh, are you familiar with Blood Rage? Uh, I don't think so. Mm. So that movie, I, I I have to shout it out because it was filmed in my hometown, Jacksonville, Florida, and it is a Thanksgiving slasher movie, and it is just phenomenal. When did it uh, come out? Arrow Video put it out. Pick up the Blu-ray. You won't regret it. <laughs> what year did that come out? Oh, man. It's sometime in the early 80s. I don't know the exact year off the top of my head. I can probably find it, though. That's right. He is from Jack. We forgot to mention Rod's from Jacksonville, the uh, home of the soon-to-be Super Bowl champs, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Bowls <laughs> is gold, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. And John is from California. Forgot the West Coast and East Coast. San Diego, <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> Jerks. Uh, 1987, Blood Rage. Okay. That's the year it came out. Got it down. Actually, we may do a review of that in honor of Rob. It's so good. Uh, awesome. Well, All right. So here we, here go. we go. Best uh, of number the worst. five. Uh, yes. I might be the only, this might be on the list because of me. Yes. I don't know. It uh, is. Blair Witch 2. This is a movie I just love. I, I really like this movie. I, I I don't think they knew what to do with this movie when it came out. Uh, they, they didn't do like the contrived ways we get found footage uh, movies. That, that really wasn't thought up back then. Blair Witch 1 was like just a phenomenon. It, it was like. You know, there were other found footage movies before that, I'm pretty sure, but it really kind of solidified the genre in 1999. And I don't think they really knew what to do with Blair Witch 2. They, they, they wanted to capitalize off a sequel, and so they made this movie that was supposed to be a dramatization of, the, of actual events or whatever. But I liked it, man. What, what I would really like about it is, like, uh, I love horror movies that happen in autumn, and I think this has a great feel of autumn. There's like this uh, helicopter tracking shot that has, uh, um, uh, it's uh, Marilyn Manson's disposable teens. That's at the beginning. It's of the at movie. the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning <laughs> of the movie. I thought that was that was awesome. Like I, I, I was sitting in the theater. I remember sitting there, and and that does not make a great horror movie. No. I get that, but well, to me, but, it, it gives this. It's like that that like late teenage angst of you know being a goth kid or something right? like that. Yes. And it's like, come on. I liked the characters in this movie. There were some good characters. The goth girl and the wicked girl. I, I think I dated both of them at some point in my life. Um, so and. <laughs> It's a very hot topic movie. It feels very hot topic. No, no shade exactly. if you have a hot topic. I used to, you know, no shade. But it feels that way. It feels very like MTV, like you're really into Godsmack and you love uh, it is. Blair Witch 2. You know, I, I, 
this is this is the soundtrack movie, of your life. This movie came out at a time when the music was awful. Like we had Limp Biscuit and, and oh, uh, oh, hey, Nickelback oh. was huge. And okay, maybe yeah, that, you like that, Limp Biscuit. No, that's it. That's a Florida band. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jacksonville band. Uh, is it really? Yeah, that's They're right. Jacksonville. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. But <laughs> okay, Nickelback and POD. Then uh, how about? <laughs> hey, wait, POD is yeah. a San Diego band. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be kidding! All right, uh, well, I'm not kidding. I thought the the soundtrack in this was was pretty great. They stayed away from some of that. So, although Nickelback and Pod were on it, I think. But yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, again, I, I thought some of the stuff about like uh, you know you, this idea that you don't know what's happening and like you've done these things that uh, that you know you're not aware of. That was kind of a effective idea. I, I just I enjoyed the movie. I don't know. I thought it was a good bad horror movie rob i'll let you have the floor (laughs) all right yeah i'm not there with you man i um for some reason this just feels like half baked to me i guess i it's sort of interesting i suppose that like everything you're saying is not really what has occurred and like the characters kind of get surprised in the end as does the audience when you see what actually happens on the camera footage right but it's just not it's not particularly entertaining and I think it's largely kind of forgettable. Um, (laughs) and especially like coming off the heat of that was like the, the Blair witch project. Right. It sort of like redefined this like found footage genre and like really kickstarted this, this huge movement. And then you've got this weird, like Marilyn Manson infused sequel (laughs) that just tonally doesn't quite fit. And I don't know that it's like wild enough to be like really funny and and bizarre. It's I kind of wish it was, but it's just sort of like halfway there. Um, so I don't know. It's, I, I think it's more just like so bad it's bad than so bad it's good. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I think I think it's a victim of its uh, predecessor. Like its predecessor yeah. success. It's such a great movie. It's one of it's one of my. F- favorite horror movies as well first Blair Witch Project I think was so great for its time that this just didn't uh, this couldn't ever live up to those expectations and I remember like at the time they could not just make another found footage movie because no, people would have people would have rejected mm-hmm. that like I remember people saying well what are they going to do for Blair Witch 2 are they going to find more footage it would have got rejected <laughs> at that time you know <laughs> well I think I, I think so they had to do it this way and I I don't know I, I enjoyed the movie maybe it's just the time in my life I enjoyed there's probably some nostalgia goggles going on here sure but, well, yeah. and, and for me, it, I like where you're going with this, Rob, because it, it became unintentionally funny just because True. it was so That's ridiculous. Exactly I mean, you're just like, really? And again, it, I wasn't expecting Blair Witch because you're right. It revolutionized and the way they set that thing up when the Internet was first becoming a huge thing. Right. You know, they, they had these little vignettes of where are the kids? This one was just mm-hmm. it was like it became a, a victim of its own circumstance. No, that's what I think. Yeah. Of what the of what the time was. I like the fact that Jeffrey Donovan was in it because he was in Burn Notice, yeah. one of my favorite all time shows. But now he was great in it. I thought too. Uh, I he did other than job. that, there was maybe a little bit of a twist ending. But nothing else yeah, it really. Wasn't, it's, it wasn't exactly uh, like Sixth Sense or anything. I'll give you that. No. I mean, it was not right. a twist. But uh, you, you know, it was. Uh, do you guys remember this era, like two, the year two thousand? It was a terrible time. So I, you're going to get a terrible movie. I, I, think that's I do what, remember it. It's a it. great uh, depiction I, of the, I was of in the, the early two thousand. So yeah, I was I was in middle school. I remember it. <laughs> exactly. So, it was an awful time. So. Right, so, it was very awkward for me. Yes, very awkward. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to score this bad boy, Rob. What give book of shadows blair witch two. Ooh, are we going out of five yes. yeah we'll do five 
Oh man, I'm sorry, but I think I'm gonna have to give this a one. <laughs> one point zero. I didn't know we were gonna rate these things. You didn't tell me that. I'll give it two stars. All right, two. Mostly for the Marilyn Manson opener. Oh, the helicopter. Good lord. Good lord. It's, it's got Kurt Loder in it, too. And it's, it's got like Kurt MTV yeah, exactly. to the max. <laughs> it is MTV. You're right. I'm going yeah. with Rob. I'm going one on this one. Okay, coming in at number four, Silent Night, Deadly, Deadly Night, Night 2. 2. How familiar are you with this movie, Rob? I'm pretty familiar with it. You just Have look- you guys seen it? Oh, we, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the bits and pieces. I watched it, the bits and pieces of it that I wanted to catch for this weekend for this podcast. So uh, a little well, bit. If you've of, seen the first one, you really only have to watch the uh, last. Absolutely hour. right. <laughs> absolutely right. Right. <laughs> right. So a little bit about this movie. It's just a sequel to the nineteen what eighty four Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's an eighty four. I thought it was eighty two or three. I thought it was older than that. Eighty four. Is it eighty four? Okay. I'm looking right at it. All right. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a 1987 follow-up to Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, based off of uh, the brother Ricky uh, of Billy Chapman, who was the, uh, I guess, the antagonist in the original. Um, Andy, we'll start with you. What did you well, think? Okay, so the main the uh, main character, the guy who's in the, uh, what was his name, Billy? Ricky. Ricky, okay. Just over-the-top acting on this. But I, I heard that there were... I, what I heard is that there was two directors to this. Mm-hmm. And one wanted to make... One wanted to make the character one, like, a kind of a, a wisecracking, crazy guy. And the other guy wanted to make him more of, like, a sinister villain. And so he was uh, torn between the two. And it just came out like this, Because mm-hmm. the it was really over-the-top. Um, there was a count on one website I saw for how many times he raises his eyebrows. It's like 135 times that his <laughs> eyebrows go up. <laughs> it's, it's That's bad. acting right there. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it's, it's all the eyebrows. He's 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 a bit over the top, but it's a hilarious movie. Like it, it is it is an entertaining watch. Uh, when he says uh, the the garbage day part, remember that? Oh, he's garbage, garbage day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is classic. That is fantastic. I mean, you could. I loved it. I I thought it was a great movie. I mean, the first 25 minutes or half an hour of it are basically a recap of the the, uh, original. That's exactly what it was. (laughs) The film relies heavily. I think it's more than that. I I think legitimately half of the footage used in this movie is actually taken from the first movie and like the so this is like the money grabbiest movie probably ever because just like the sheer audacity you have to have to only shoot like 40 new minutes of footage exactly. and then just call this a sequel when it's really it's like kind of that i guess but if you haven't seen the first movie you kind of get all the highlights from it and then you also get this like bizarre footage of this guy running around acting like way over the top and it's obviously like anything they shot that was new for this movie definitely was not during christmas because it looks like it's a million degrees outside like the grass is green (laughs) flowers are in full bloom he's running around screaming it's garbage day and you see a palm tree in the background (laughs) well and 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 like the first one really did a great job of uh conveying i know you guys are from california florida but when i you know i can tell when it's soap flakes and you can't see people's breath and stuff you know it kind of takes me out of it but they did a really good job of making it like I think they filmed it up in Colorado or something, the original one. And uh, they did a good job of making it like actual uh, cold, like look look at like that time of year. So, yeah, and they, yeah. they set it up perfectly for Silent Night, Deadly Night three. Better watch out right yeah. at the end of the movie. So your your quintessential slasher flick of opening your eyes and then uh, that 
devious smile and then the knife going into the screen. You know what? I Yeah, that was <laughs> the, the ending. Did you notice how slow the credits were, too? They I, I really did. rolled slow. I think they wanted to try to get a whole, you know, 90 minutes out of the movie. Uh, <laughs> Probably. Have you guys so, seen three, four, or five? No. No, I oh, man. Mickey oh, Rooney is one of those, isn't oh, they're he? they're so bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so what it's I really so liked about this is like he's kind of a vigilante and he kills some people that you kind of want to have killed. Yeah. You know, like the mm-hmm. guy, the rude guy in the in the theater. I don't know. I don't think he kills the rude guy in the theater, but he, you know, there's there's like some people that this guy and and I don't know what dating was like in the 80s, but it must have been really rapey because uh, he kills like a bunch of rapists. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, I was a kid. All right. But so yeah, I, it's I, a different I time. He different kills time. like more rapists than Charles. Bronson does. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, Rob, what score do you give Silent Night, Deadly Night 2? Uh, I'm going to give it a 2.5 because it's roughly half of a new movie. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm going to go with two stars again on this. All one. right. I got two as well. Uh, number three, we are going to go Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, which had, which had nothing to do with the antagonist in the other Halloween movies. Uh, John Michael Carpenter Myers. produced and scored it, written by Tommy Lee Wallace. Uh, like I said, John Carpenter, Deborah Hill actually helped as producers. Rob, thoughts of Halloween Three: Season of the Witch? Yeah, so this movie got a really bad rap out the gate, um, specifically because it messed with uh, people's expectations, kind of like Jason Goes to Hell, like I mentioned. So you you sit down to watch a movie called Halloween, uh, you expect to see some Michael Myers because you get. Michael Myers in the first two, right? So they sort of set that precedent. Um, but what they did here was they were going to try and make a Halloween movie every year, and each one was going to have, you know, the central theme of being set on Halloween and being related to Halloween in some way, but there would be no Michael Myers in any of the sequels, mm-hmm. um, or at least that was their intention. Um, however, Halloween 3, people watched it, and they are like, where the hell is Michael Myers? And when he never shows up, they're like, this movie's terrible. <laughs> what are they doing? So they obviously went back to using Michael Myers again for the rest of the sequels. But So if you kind of set all that aside and just watch this movie as a standalone movie, it's it's bizarre. It's wildly bizarre, but it's thoroughly entertaining in that way. Like the plot is nonsense. Also, it's got Tom Atkins in it, which I mean is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tom Atkins for the win. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> the doctor. Yeah, but I mean, there. Uh, so there's like this evil Irish company that's making masks that uh, have a little microchip in the back um, that is going to turn kids faces into bugs and snakes. Oh, also that microchip has a little shard of Stonehenge in it. That's right. And also there, I think there's really just warlocks. I don't know that there are really any witches. And so like this being subtitled season of the witch is bizarre. There's a lot of strange choices going on here, but overall it's entertaining. And I think it's sort of like one of those, you got to watch around Halloween. Yeah. And for me, the strange thing is, is that the, the, uh, the henchmen are all robots or cyborgs or something like that. Right. And yeah, it's very, very strange. Although, you know what? I was entertained. I watched it again last night because this is the last one I actually watched for this podcast. And I go, you know what? I'm entertained by this movie. It was good. Uh, I thought the creepiest thing was is the uh, the main guy, uh, the, the, the older guy. I forgot his name. Uh, he, he looks at him because he puts that mask on Tom Atkins. He's get, getting ready to play that that um, video of where the snakes and bugs come out of the mask. And he just the most it sh- sense, <laughs> chills up my spine. He goes, oh, yeah. And happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, holy crap. And before that, he was actually uh, he put on Halloween, the original Halloween on there. 
So, right. so it was actually playing in the background. <laughs> I remember this movie being actually kind of a big deal when it came out. I remember people, like, uh, I was, I think, nine or ten, and the kids were talking about it on the playground and stuff, about the bugs coming out of the face and the the, the Silver Shamrock song. <laughs> and, uh, like, uh, Ozzy was in it. <laughs> that was a big deal back then. So I'm, surprised, I'm actually kind of surprised this concept didn't take off. I think uh, kind of like, uh, well, it, I'm not going to mention... Um, uh, Blair Witch 2 again, but I, I really think if it, if it hadn't it. been like measured up against the uh, its predecessors, it might have been you know uh, considered a better movie. I think it really took the rap from not having Michael Myers in it because I think it, I, it was an entertaining movie. Well, and I watched it again. I watched it last night and I had fun. I mean, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you, you can pick a lot of things apart, and I know we're trying to blow through these movies really yeah, quick, but right. but for me, it was it was entertaining and taking yeah. out that knowing that Michael Myers wasn't going to be a part of that, right. and the story of you know we weren't trying to make another Michael Myers movie. It was like going to be like a different storyline to each Halloween until this one was so such a failure. I, and, and to me, this is like your perfect bad movie. I mean, a good bad movie, and I enjoyed it. I agree. And there was a lot to pick apart, but again, right. I thought it. This being a part of the list was perfect. So, Andy, what do you give Halloween three? Uh, I'm, I'm going to actually give Halloween three a two and a half. Two I mean, point it's, five. I almost, I almost think about a three on that one, but uh, we're, it is still a bad movie. I'm going. I am going to go three because <laughs> okay. of the simple fact of this creepy way he said "Happy Halloween." <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Rob, you. I think I think I agree with you. I think I'm going to go with a three on this uh, just because, uh, you know, Tom Atkins and his pure animal magnetism in this movie. You can't deny it. <laughs> Loving it. Oh. Number two, we have uh, Vampire's Kiss. It's one of my personal favorites, man. Oh, I yes. love this movie. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's Nick Cage turned up to like 12. Mm. If Mandy was him turned up to 11, this is Nick Cage turned up to 12. You guys did a great uh, deep dive on this uh, movie uh, on Straight Chilling Podcast, Rob. Uh, And one of the things they found, he he uses this like weird accent that I was never able to place. It was, it's got some elements of like almost an English accent or like uh, uh, Eastern, Eastern seaboard accent. And and you guys found out that he made this accent up, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So he, Nicolas Cage is an amazing actor. Or he's a terrible actor. It's kind of just the way he describes himself is that he doesn't believe in over the top existing. He just believes in choices. And sometimes he makes these very bizarre choices. So he's playing this character in Vampire's Kiss. And he's doing this almost like like wilting, like dandy kind of accent but it's it's not consistent and the way he explains this choice is that nick cage's character in the movie doesn't talk like that normally but he has chosen to try to speak that way so that he comes across to people as being like more educated and more respectable and more impressive than he really is right so nick cage can't do that accent perfectly or else you won't realize that his character in the movie is choosing to put on a fake accent which that's like inception or like i don't know there's layers going on yes. vampires if you want a perfect impression of this go to straightchillapodcast.com listen to it because rob does the back of the box and that's he does you do a great job the work never Goes away, Alpha. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> oh man, I'm putting that on a bumper for so you guys. There's, there's just some great <laughs> things in this movie, though. I mean, he, so the premise is basically that he's uh, he thinks he's turning into va- a vampire, and he 
most likely isn't. Uh, it's just like his his ins- insanity that's that's causing him to think this. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that's pretty hilarious is that uh, I think it's his secretary, right, who has a gun full of blanks that is her brother yeah. gives her to def- defend herself. Well, she uh, gets yeah. into a situation. He's very, again, very uh, like uh, you know, sexually harassing her, and uh, which isn't funny. But uh, y- y- she decides that she needs to defend herself, and she shoots him. <laughs> And he, nothing happens to him. So he thinks this is, he totally thinks he's turned blanks, into a vampire. Yeah. He has blanks in it. Mm-hmm. And he puts it into his mouth and <laughs> yes. pulls the trigger. That's dangerous on its own. I mean, that's how Brandon Lee died. Right. Come on. Yeah. He, he did that like for real. In oh, real life, he yeah. did that. Yeah. He, he did a lot died, of stuff in this sure. movie for real. He ate a cockroach for this movie. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> that scene where he eats a cockroach. Was his idea? It was his idea to do this, and he insisted that he literally eat a real cockroach. And then he insisted that they do the take three times, so he oh ate God. three real life cockroaches. <laughs> so, if you thought that Nicolas Cage was crazy just in the movies, oh no, my friends, no, 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 he's he's crazy in real life. That guy would be fun to party with. Just like some of the yeah. uh, vampire tropes that he that he tries to work into his life, sleeping under his sofa like it's a coffin. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I thought I thought he's trying of, to kill himself with that plank. I remember thought, that. I, and it was a terrible scene. But when when he bit that girl's neck, yeah, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he starts puking because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he drink can't him. drink blood. <laughs> this movie's amazing. It, it really is. It's something to behold. It, it is. It is absolutely. Something to behold. I, I oh. there's nothing like it. I would recommend this seriously. I absolutely like, 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 like for me, I I'm gonna say Vampire's Kiss is a 2.5. Rob, what do you got on this? Um, I like my enjoyment level of this movie is a five. It's 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 like it's I like agree. a ten out of five, really. But yeah. it's just bizarre and not great. And I feel like to give it anything more than like a 3.5 would be like just wrong. So I'm going to go 3.5. Okay. I'm going to give it the same thing. I think it's a 3.5 and I feel exactly the same way about it. It's, it's ridiculously entertaining. I love it, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's just so bizarre and it, it, it isn't a great film. So that's why we're talking about it today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's one of the best of the worst. <laughs> it really is. Now the best of the worst. In By my a lot opinion, of critics. We just cha- We, we actually had a conversation before this and we were going to go with the vampire's kiss. But we decided Troll 2 really deserved that spot. <laughs> this movie is, and John came down, actually John texted me yesterday. I did. He I was did. like, did you watch this? <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, I did. I loved it. <laughs> and I think he thought I was insane. So, okay, not knowing the background and reading about this, okay, that the, that the director was it what he Italian? Yeah, he was he, Italian. He, yeah. Was, he was trying to decipher English from Italian, so he just tried to take what he thought sounded good as uh, as good dialogue. But this whole movie, once you get past that, and Andy talked me off the ledge and said, "Hey, just keep watching it. You're not going to get any different from the dialogue, but just keep watching." <laughs> the acting is is like. It's like they're trying to do a bad job, but when you when you know that it's it's got to be that this this director and I guess the director was very adamant about uh, you know like he worked through interpreters he didn't speak any English he was very adamant about the way they said their lines am I right Rob I don't know what do you know about this movie so I I think uh, I mean this movie has a feature length documentary about the making of it and it's, on it's Shutter, and right? like people's really? response yeah, to I it. think it's on Shutter. And, 
Yeah, and it, it's called Best Worst Movie. Oh. So it, it this does kind of like take the crown. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, the filmmaker, it's, he's, he's dealing with a lot of like revisionist history. And you get a lot of that when you watch the documentary. Um, he definitely was not trying to make a comedy. He was trying to make kind of a scary movie, you know. Um, but after like going to screenings and watching this movie with people, he's definitely like rolling with it. And he's like, yeah, no, I knew what I was doing the whole time. You know, I was definitely trying to make people laugh. And, you know, all that was totally intentional. You know? And it was not at all. Um, no, I heard you. I heard he was like yeah. really adamant about the way they said their lines and he didn't understand any English. So they had to say them this way. And it is almost like they're intentionally acting. All, all of the same, all, all of them are acting poorly in the same yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the way they deliver their lines. The way they deliver their lines is like, Hey oh. honey, you need to get away from your friends and tell me that you love me. And that's exactly how they did it. My acting job was a lot better yeah, than that actually, girl's. And I was like, what the hell is but this? But they all acted very poorly in the same manner, I thought. And and like to the point that like some of the some of their lines didn't make any sense. Like oh, oh, there's this great scene where a witch comes to seduce this teenage guy with a corn of a uh, cob of corn. Oh yeah, uh, oh, the popcorn scene, freaking great. Yeah, I loved it. She comes with this cob of corn. Like that is the what is really going to you know uh, convince him to join the dark side or whatever. And uh, uh, somebody yeah. off screen is obviously just like throwing popcorn on top. Oh of yeah, making yeah. yeah. He says he says the way he says it. He says uh, she says, "Do you want some of this or something like that?" And he says, "I like oh, I like popcorn." Like like he's like he's like saying that she has some. What, what he should be saying is, uh, "Well, I like popcorn." <laughs> <laughs> so like his inflection completely changes the way the scene. Right. How about it's the follow like, up to that? And, and he goes, no more, no more popcorn. Too much of a good thing. I, exactly I really right. like the witch too. I thought she did a good job. She was probably the best actress in it, but uh, the uh, dad in it looks like kind of like a hipster Henry Rollins. I thought, but mm. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. Yeah. And it's an anti-vegan movie. I've, I don't think it's got to be the only anti-vegan movie I've ever seen. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> It really villainizes vegans. I don't think I'm in, I eating anything. You mentioned that too yeah. when we talked today, Andy. I'm not eating anything green. The shamrock no, I'm, I'm shakes. I'm not going to have no, any shamrock no, shakes good. or uh, any uh, green frosting ever again. <laughs> there was the- the little kid in this movie, he like, he threatens the witch by eating a quote double decker. Oh yeah, the yeah, sandwich. sandwich. That's what I'm saying. It's like an anti-vegan movie. He he like destroys all this evil by eating meat. It makes it makes yeah. him disappear once he eats a double bologna sandwich. It does. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you'll never see something like that again. I can I can tell you that. I, I thought the. Um, to, to get to some of the positive things, I, I thought the plant effects and the kid who became a plant. They were okay. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. There was some kind of cool gore in there. Or when that girl like melts and mm-hmm. then, like they're going up there and it looks like green jello and they're yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, that was. That was <laughs> I don't get how that guy could see it from that angle, looking up at the uh, balcony, going, "She's getting eaten. She's melting. What the hell is going on here?" And it was a PG thirteen movie, it so was they, a PG-13 they, they, movie. they were limited on what they could do. So there was one awesome eighty synth score in this. 
Hmm. I really like the music, like legitimately, not ironically. Like I thought it was cool. <laughs> it, was, it was it was unique eighties music for sure. I yeah, mean, it really was. Uh, I couldn't quite get past the acting. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening well, to this out there. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it really is that can I I, I get that, but uh, I, I did think the uh, like the the rednecks that they had this movie were pretty creepy. They actually did. They were kind of like a forerunner of the if you played that Far Cry Five game or whatever six whatever that is. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> actually, I'm not was actually, 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 uh, was a was a they were they were they were effective. I thought, and like that scene where they were dancing around and and had that music playing and stuff. It was a, a little bit creepy. Yeah, but, I just thought it was weird that the uh, the boyfriend and his friends went on a road trip to the ex- same exact spot. Yeah, you know, he missed the ride because he wasn't there at eight o'clock in the morning. And just, <laughs> I, I, they, they, I mean, you could you could nitpick this thing, but it was. God, I gotta give it to you, Andy. It was entertaining as hell, man. It was, you know. It was. It really I, was. I was intrigued. Uh, the, the the grandpa. Yeah, the grandpa. <laughs> the ghost grandpa that only he could see. <laughs> right. Oh boy. Yeah. All right, go I, ahead, Rob. What are we gonna give Troll to the best worst horror movie of all time? I think I'm gonna land on a three for this one. Andy. I'm going to give it a three, too. You know, what? another thing I liked about this was the final scene when they're at home and they think they're safe and the mom eats the apple and whatever. Oh, and they go great. up and the, and the, and the, the while well, the goblins are, that's another thing. There's no troll in this movie. They're goblins. They're all goblins. And, <laughs> and the town, yeah. the ta- and the town is goblin spelled backwards. Exactly. I don't know how it's called. They were obviously trying to cop- capitalize off the first one, which I haven't seen, but. Uh, but when when they're eating his mom and then uh, the the goblin turns to him and says, "Do you want some, Joshua?" <laughs> that was pretty cool. That you gotta gotta give it, man. That that was <laughs> that was kind of kind of scary. My nephew's name is Joshua. I'm gonna get a soundbite like that and just play it for him. Over uh, so <laughs> just watch the movie with him. Just yeah, I should, I should do that. Oh, uh, awesome. <laughs> so I, I, what do I give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a three, two. I, I really did. It, it was an enjoyable movie. I really do. I can see why they call it the best worst movie. Yeah. I would say get past the acting. Seriously. Just watch it all the way through. Cause you will. Mm-hmm. It's a fun ride. I give it a 2.5. Yeah. So I, I think Andy's the only one that really liked book of shadow. So I'm sorry about that. Andy. <laughs> <That's all right>. <laughs> <laughs> Must be my nostalgia goggles or something. I don't know. Well, Rob from straight chill and podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, don't forget to check him out on all formats where you find your, uh, podcast you also have the youtube channel the twitch the what was the other one oh um anything and everything we're on you know spotify we're on itunes we also have like an instagram Mm -hmm. facebook twitter all that just search for straight chilling with a g podcast and you'll find us pretty much anywhere and everywhere and we'll put all those links up there uh their latest movie they just reviewed i was actually listening to it on my way to work is uh frailty Mm-hmm. Yes, we just covered that last night. That was one of our Patreon picks. Uh, I talked about a little Bill Paxton, a little Matthew McConaughey with their uh, cock tips. <laughs> <laughs> I, Those are you, some, I tell you, I did like that movie, though. That was fun. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's kind of a sleeper, too. Not a lot of people really seem to be talking about it. Exactly. We'll check them out at straightchillingpodcast.com. And what we'll do is we'll put up all the links to your Facebook, uh, Instagram, everything else, so everybody can check out Straight Chillin' Podcast. All right. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Thanks Rob. so much, guys.